Welcome back, y'all, and thanks for tuning in to my second episode. It's me, Ella, your host of the Lemon Said Podcast, a platform dedicated to supporting you by discussing all things related to managing your health, wellness, and fitness journey, no matter how many lemons life throws at you. This episode is sponsored by Mishfit Lifestyle Coaching. Mishfit prioritizes your mental health along your fitness journey. Mental strength determines physical results because any and every success starts with your mindset. Visit at mishfit underscore lifestyle underscore coaching on Instagram today and DM her with promo code LEMONADE10. That's LEMONAID10 for 10% off Mishfit's personal training package. This offer is for a limited time only, so get started on your fitness and mental wellness goals today. Today, I will be introducing our first guest ever, a true fighter in every sense of the word. She's a healthcare provider with a respectable background in orthodontics, and she has a Bachelor of Health Studies from York University. All that said, she describes her greatest accomplishment in life to coming out. Following 24 years of silence as a young gay woman and a four-year closeted relationship. So, without further ado, let's hear from our first inspiring guest. Welcome, Bianca Ferraro, also known as B. So, before we begin this episode, we're going to do a few rapid-fire questions. Okay. It's just a really fun and quick way to get to know you. Um, so, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to ask you some things, and you're just going to blurt out whatever comes to your mind. Okay. Okay? Yep. No contemplation. All right. Netflix account, own or steal? Own. Hmm. My parents Honest. steal from me. I own it. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Ooh, uh, chocolate fudge cake. Ooh, most annoying celebrity. I hope they're not watching. <laughs> I love everybody. I love everybody. I don't That's have, true about I don't you. I have an annoying anybody. I not one? I can't. I can't. To be honest, I cannot think of one person that annoys me. All right. I'm chill. Money or happiness? Happiness. The coolest thing in your home? I've got a chalkboard wall. That's awesome. Yeah. So I would say the chalkboard wall. Do you get a lot of people signing it? Everybody that walks in, has got to, before they leave, they got to sign it. I don't or think draw I've something. signed it. <laughs> you got to come I back to come visit. over, yeah. <laughs> Last one. When life throws you lemons. Mm, we make dot, lemonade dot, dot. and we spike it. Nice. Nice. That's very much your style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive right into it. Do you believe that you are the same person today as you were in your 20s? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, my earlier 20s, late 20s, uh, there's so much that has happened that has led me to the person I am today, which equals out that I'm not the same person, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of life experiences. Um, are we going like right into it? Yeah, oh, let's go for it. Okay, we're going right into it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, so I would say like the like younger Bianca would always be focusing on being a people pleaser, always going out of her way to accommodate the other person and giving that person whatever's that they wanted to hear or do, whatever would make them happy, putting others before herself. Mm. So, you know, as I got older, I'm now 33, I'm realizing that self-care, which 
is putting myself first is a form of self-care and really, really allow myself and give myself that permission to think of me first. Right. And not being a people pleaser, not giving the people what they want to hear and setting boundaries. Right. So do you still find that it's kind of a fine line where you want to be a good person, which is essentially why you do things for other people. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to do so much for someone else that you're putting yourself at risk. How do you kind of define that boundary for yourself? So everyone's different. Like I've depends on who we're talking about and the relationship that I share with that individual. Right. So um, and it's not tit for tat. I'm not saying that. But you kind of know each person that how they play a role in your life. Right. Right. So, um, of course I'm going to help a person out however, whenever I can, but if I'm not getting my cup filled as well as equally, right. right. I'm not going to go out of my way like the old Bianca would have. Right. Right. So and it needs to be reciprocated. It needs to be reciprocated. Okay. Exactly. Makes sense. It needs to be And again, every situation, there might be, you know, a time where I'm going to need somebody more than that person might need me. Right. But I will, there will become a time where that person, I'll be there for that person. Right. Just as much as they were for me in a moment of time. Right. Right. So um, I think it all equals out and energy doesn't lie. Energy mm-hmm. does not, does not lie. And even like friendships or, you know, friends that I've had for 10 plus years, I may not talk to them every day, every month, like months right. can go by. But when we do pick up that phone call, it's as if we were just with each other last week. Right. Right. So again, it's not like, you know, here we are telling things up. Like it is what it is. Right. That's what I think a true friendship should be like. Absolutely. Right. So now that we've kind of heard a little bit about the difference between your 20s and your 30s, um, and it doesn't need to be restricted to that decade, mm-hmm. but is there anything specific looking back, whether it was your friendships that you're kind of referring to um, or anything else that might have happened that served as a huge turning point in your life? Absolutely. So taking it back to 2009, 2011, those were the darkest years of my life. And I, to this day, I say those will be the darkest days of my life. I have went through a lot during that, those two years. And um, so I was just starting my dental hygiene program in 2008, 2009, the summer. Um, and you were how old at that time? I was 18, 19, okay. 18 going into turning 19. Um, and I was just coming out of a four year closet relationship. Wow. So that in itself was a battle, (laughs) was a battle. And, um, so, and for me, I've got like a little bit of a unique story where I've always known from a young age that I was gay Mm. or I was interested in women, not really acting on a, living a gay life. Didn't know what that meant. Right. Right. But I always knew that I was different. I always knew that I was attracted to women at a very, very young age. And I'm I'm so grateful that I knew so right. young, right? Because many people are going through life. Adulthood, to, marriages adult, Exactly, even. marriages even. Right. Exactly. Still figuring it out. Right. Still exploring. Right. Right. So for me, I've never had to dabble. And one cool thing that I'm proud of, um, you know, I'm a gold star lesbian. So what does that mean? It means... 
someone who's never slept with the same with the opposite sex. That's awesome. So yeah, they're like Kobe Bryant. Never, (laughs) never played for another team. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's all team love. It's all team love at the end of the day, right? Um, But no, honestly, and um, so that that's that's that, and um, the second turning point was my first real mature adult relationship mm. which was 2019 going into 2022 right uh, 2020 sorry right yeah and can you elaborate a little bit more on the first and the second mm-hmm. um, but so, we'll so start we'll start with the first um relationship and what made that so monumental for you so it was all of high school pretty much right and like young love like I think everyone remembers their first love. Right. And that was like from 15 going into 18, 19 years old. So a good four years of of, uh, my life there. And we were each other's best friends. We were in love, what we thought love was at the time. Um, And so when I had just started the hygiene program, she had ended it with me and it was rocky towards the end, uh, but I never wanted to accept it for what it was. Right. And not only losing my best friend, but, you know, the love of my life, having to start such an intense program as the dental hygiene program is, I hit rock bottom. I mm. hit rock bottom because I couldn't say a word to anybody for the duration of my program. And more so, I instilled that fear onto myself. I right. wasn't ready to come out. I wasn't ready to have this sit down with my family. And I put a lot of pressure on myself thinking that if I were to come out to my family, I'm, I was preparing for the worst. Right. If in case I got kicked out, disowned, right. turned away. And that was my education that I had on the line. Right. So I was just thinking logistically, let's buckle down. Let's get through this program, get a contract, get a job. And then. then so until it was financially fair. stable. Right. Right. Um, and that's all I thought about. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I got this. I got this. So, so that was that. And, um, then I went, graduated, got my diploma, got a job. Um, and then I waited a couple of years and I thought after completing the dental hygiene program that I wanted to become a dentist. Right. And it was something that I was interested in doing. So then I went to university, got my degree. Um, and then I finally had to sit down with my family in 2014 and I told them you know this is who I am I came out to them and that was another turning point being free Mm -hmm. and not living with this secret anymore Mm -hmm. right um so for 24 years honestly the way I can explain it it was as if I was living life with somebody suffocating me Mm. like just having their hands around my neck and I just couldn't breathe I spent a lot of years in my head overthinking constantly right. of the worst or what my life was going to look like and not having that family support. Um, so a lot of fear, a lot of fear right. of just living my true authentic self. I'm so sorry you had to live that way for even a short, even if it was a short period of time. I know a lot of people do live that way for decades, mm-hmm. um, but even that four-year period, is a long time to feel suffocated. Yeah, yeah. So, and it didn't help that uh, with my first uh, young relationship, the four-year one, the person that she ended up going into the next relationship with 
I knew this person. Mm. And that made it even harder for me to move, move on. on. Yeah, I can see that. And again, I couldn't say nothing to, to anybody. So right. um, I had to see her at functions, um, get-togethers, and it was really, really tough where I actually lost 30 pounds in a month. Wow. Is that from stress? (laughs) Call it stress, um, but it was actually depression. Yeah. And my family doctor, uh, he's known me my entire life, and he actually was the one who kind of instilled this to speak about it. So he knew? He he knew something was up. Okay. He knew something. I had gone for an appointment, and he says to me, you know, I just want to point this out. It's all confidentiality. Nothing what we say here gets leaked. You are dealing with something and it's depression. Mm. However, you're masking it very, very well. Mm. I've known you for a long time. I've tested you for a lot of things. Everything is coming back completely normal. You're healthy. You've just lost 30 pounds in a month. Wow. I was skin and bones. I was not healthy. Mm. Very unhealthy. Um, I was maybe like 100 pounds. Wow. At 20 years old, 19 years old. Um, so, and I said, you know, and my family, they, they were always picking up and, you know, is this, this is school stress. This is school stress. They thought it was school stress. Right. My family doctor, he said to me, his exact words were, I went to med school. I know what school stress is. Mm. This is not school stress. Wow. And I said, he goes, I'm not going to force it out of you. He goes, whenever you're ready to talk about it, know that I'm here. Know that you got support. That's but amazing. don't feel like you got to do this on your own and whenever you're ready. And sure enough, it took me 24 years. So four years wow. after that to actually bring myself to saying the words, I am gay. Wow. Right? So, yeah. How does it feel to say that now? It, it, uh, from the, the first time saying that, which was um, November 11, 2014, I actually got it tattooed on me. Oh, that's what that's I never that, knew yeah, what it was. This okay, is the, the, love the it. Year. Uh, so remem- remembrance day, right? It was such a struggle to get those words out and to say it to my dad. It was such. I'll never forget it. Now, I just say it with like such pride. That's amazing. So yeah, good for you. Congratulations, yeah. because it's not easy for yeah. everyone. Yeah, but I love that you're able to live your authentic life. Oh at home and still have the support of your family. And I'm actually really surprised that you had the support of a medical professional too, who didn't quite know what you were going through. Um, But it's important because I I personally don't think I've ever had that from your average GP. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever felt that before. So I'm I'm happy that you had the support that you needed to get to where you are now. I'm very, very fortunate, very grateful for how the journey has evolved. Right. um, For considering comparing it to the 24 years that I spent in my head absolutely overthinking the worst right absolutely. but the actual outcome was a blessing I right. couldn't have gone any better right you know um and one thing that I would say to somebody who is starting to say the words and, and that I'm gay and coming to terms and trying to you know speak about it know that with time it gets better mm-hmm. it gets better but do not feel pressured. Right. Do not feel that there was a rush to come out. Do it on your do time. Do it on your time, right. your terms. And if you're a parent, you know, learning the news that your child is gay, be there to support them, 
know that they can come to you and talk to you. They can trust you. Just create that communication, that dialogue with them. Right. Don't ever feel, make them feel that they can't come to you. Right. You know, and I've had parents reach out to me for advice. I'm not a parent, but I am somebody who, you know, had to say those words to my parents. Right. And the best piece of advice that I was given, um, because it was a little bit frustrating with my parents. It took them a little uh, of, of, of some time to accept it. And I'll never forget this. A guy said to me, listen, B, it took you how long to come out? And I said, 24 years. He goes, right. He goes, not to say it's going to take your parents 24 years to accept you. Right. But know that it's going to, all you need is time. Mm -hmm. Just give them some time. Right. And um, so that's what I would say. And just educate. Right. Just get yourself educated. Well, I think that's what we're doing here, right? Like the goal is to raise awareness. And it's not just for individuals who are looking to come out um, and how to go about it, but also for parents, friends, how do you deal with it if you've never dealt with it before? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm surrounded by gay friends and family, um, but there are some people who aren't and it's still a little bit uncomfortable or the unknown. It's just not you don't know what you don't know. Right. So yeah. I really want to use this safe space mm -hmm. for not only us to talk about what you've learned, but also to share with our listeners and our viewers what their journey could look like. And it's yeah. not always terrible. It's not. Um, it's that not. said, there are some journeys that are, and yeah. there are solutions and ways that you can cope with it. Today's episode is brought to you by Bridge Counseling and Psychotherapy, offering services to couples and individuals, helping them explore their inner selves, discover strengths, and move towards living a life filled with balance and growth. They can help you address anxiety to mood disorders and so much more. For more information, visit bridgepsychotherapy.ca and book your free consultation today. So one thing I want to ask you, and I know it might be a little bit difficult to kind of relive again, but would you be able to describe what it really felt like for you in the moment, in the thick of when you were going through this experience? Yeah. So again, those two years where I, I was no longer with my ex, um, I didn't feel any emotion for two years. Was that a conscious decision to shut down or were you really emotionless? Emotionless. Mm. I just felt numb. I felt numb. I didn't laugh. I didn't cry. I didn't, I never felt sad. And I, I just was just, I was just floating. Right. I was just floating. You weren't even present Autopilot. anymore. Autopilot. Like no, right. not even, nothing, nothing. Um, I was just so focused on getting through school, getting through my program and living in my head like I felt like a hamster on a hamster wheel right. steady sleep was non-existent I wasn't sleeping I wasn't eating mm -hmm. and all I was doing I just had my head in the books to also avoid it I was just in an avoidant state right I didn't want to deal with it I didn't want it I felt nothing so trying to even feel it I couldn't even feel it I had no one to talk to about it so imagine like not saying a word to anybody about what you're going through right. for two years, which done has done, did a lot of internal damage, mental damage to me right. during that time. And I'm still recovering through it. 
Right. Right. With the help of a therapist or we'll get into that with the fitness and everything too. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And would you say that those emotions or would your doctor have described those emotions as symptoms of depression? Do you feel they were separate? How did you know that you were going through depression? What were the key things that really stood out for you and said something something feels wrong wrong. exactly well his for sure his comment and his feedback he Mm -hmm. goes this is depression you these are you're showing all signs of depression but you're you know you're masking it well you're you're not talking about it you're not crying to me you're you're not pouting you've you've got this face on you that this look that you're you're good you've got it all you're strong Right. And that is something that I'm not sure is a blessing or a curse. Right. I am very, very mentally strong. I'm, I'm a very strong in the mind kind of type of person. Right. Um, and it's kind of backfired on me because I never allowed myself to get the help that I needed. Right. I always thought I got this. Right. I got this. I got this. And all I was doing was just suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. And were you also, as you were suppressing, were you also ignoring the fact that you were going through something? Or yeah. or did you know you were going through something and said, I don't want to share what I'm going through. I can deal with it on my own. That, exactly. Okay. I knew I was going through something. Okay. And I just kept telling myself, you know, self-talk. I was right. like doing my own therapy to myself, mm. right? And just coaching myself through those years that it's okay be just get through this just focus we got this we got this you know uh stay strong stay strong until Um, you don't until i just like like the neck of the bottle just popped off right you know um and that was in 2014 i just couldn't do anymore and who else did you seek support from other than your doctor (laughs) nobody i did nobody during that time And, and then when i came out then i was going seeking help Okay, so I, I assume you couldn't talk to anyone because you weren't prepared to come out just exactly, yet. Exactly. You had no friends. Zero. Oh, Zero. That must have been really difficult. Yeah. Because I know now, um, I mean, we've now known each other for just over nine years, mm-hmm. and you are someone that I would go to if I was struggling with something really difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm actually when we first met I remember going through a difficult relationship and you're one of the people who supported me through it even just trying to figure out is this for me and there comes a point in your life where you can't actually decipher the simplest decisions anymore you start to lose trust in your own decisions but how did you overcome that not being able to speak to anyone about it I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, I don't know where I got the strength from. Mm-hmm. I really don't. You just pushed through it. I just pushed through, through it because I this I had no other option. What were the implications of that on your mental health and emotional as well? I was not fun to be around. Mm. I didn't have much going on. I would attend family gatherings, yeah, here and there, but I wasn't present. Right. I wasn't enjoying myself. Right. And... I just kind of numbed it through just being a student, just being a student. That was it. That was my response, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, and then I, I when I did come out, I, I turned to one of my good friends. Uh, she was the first one to, to know and shout out to Pam. So God bless. God bless Pam. Um, and it was, she was kind of like shocked because she was part of that, my friendship. And right. she knew the ex and she was just like how did you keep that a secret right like we were the like the trio she we really had no idea she had no idea right. she had no idea and that made me feel even less of a person because i was like 
you know, keeping this from her too. Right. Right. It was happening right in front of her, but she had no idea right. that I was in a relationship with somebody right. that we were all friends with. Right. Um, so, and then she was the first person that I came out to and then it was like a domino effect and she just kind of held my hand and was through the there rest of through the me. rest. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you faced in coming out? Biggest challenge. Um, Allowing myself to live freely. Just being me and not having to, like, it's going to sound cliche, but to dress like a girl. Like, what? Like, I would go to gay clubs, church street, and I would pack a separate outfit. Wow. Because I want to leave the house looking tomboyish. Right. And I, I, I think about it now. I'm like, what? I can't believe I did that. Right? This pressure that I put on myself and um, just blooming to the person that I am today. So the biggest challenge was being honest with, with myself first mm-hmm. and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then... My family members, my friends, people who've known me forever. Right. Right? So my biggest challenge is just living my authentic self. What is the main thing that helped you overcome that challenge? Um, I think just kind of relating myself to other gay people mm-hmm. in the community. Um, so having a social network? Having a social network. people you can relate to, Exactly. Exactly. Okay. People I can relate to. Did you build that network? I did. Yeah. Good for you. I did. I did. That was, you know, from, yeah, after I came out, I would hang out at Church Street and made those connections. Yeah. Is there any reason why initially, before you came out, you didn't seek support from other individuals on Church Street or even, I'm sure, you, you, did you know anyone else who was gay at all? I, 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 yeah, in passing, I did, in passing. Did but you, like, I grew up in a small town in, right. in, in, of Bolting, Caledon. Right. Like, you know, so there's not many gay people back in, who knew, like, back so you, then. Your, either, access, right? your access was smaller. Small, exactly. Right, fair. Exactly. So, okay. um, yeah, just not knowing. Just not knowing many people who were part of the LGBTQ would you, community. Would you have resorted to that community had you have had access to them? You know, I wish I had somebody in my family who was gay, who mm-hmm. paved the way for me. Right. Truly. I've got friends who, you know, their uncle, their aunt, whoever, right? Mm-hmm. I had nobody. I had nobody. Right. And hell, if someone in my family comes out gay, I'm, I'll be right there for them, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll show them the way or kind of lead them in the direction that they need to and just know that I'll be there to support them. But that's one thing I wish I had. That's amazing. Not that you didn't have it, right. but that you would that you are paving the way yeah. from someone for someone yeah. else if there was someone else in your family or anyone else. Yeah. Um our listeners even, but I literally got goosebumps when you said that because it's you're making a difference and an impact in someone else's life. Yeah. Should they decide that this is the path that I want to go, yeah. I'm gay. If if B can do it, so can I. Yeah. And I think just having someone for support that they can relate to yeah. is a pretty big deal. And I'm, I feel a little. Ins- I'm not gay, but <laughs> I feel a little inspired because you're just someone to look up to. Yeah. And Thank I you. I kind of just felt that in your in your story in your comments thank you 
What successful habits have you acquired since having gone through this experience? Uh, I found fitness. So in 2014, I had discovered Muay Thai. I found Muay Thai. So Muay Thai is uh, a form of martial arts, um, and it's the sport of eight limbs, um, sort of like kickboxing, but different. And I just turned to it as an outlet. I needed something to just get my anger and emotions out. So I was training almost uh, actually six days a week, two hours a night. It became an obsession. It became a, a healthy obsession. obsession? Uh, it started off unhealthy and then I kind of had a little balance and I learned to, it, it became healthy. Of course Good it became healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, there was just something so therapeutic about kicking and punching the shit out of a bag. Um, or really pads. Re- redirecting that anger yeah. and frustration. Exactly. Good for you. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, that was that. And how did, how did that evolve and what other things have you picked up since then? Yeah. So I was training Muay Thai since then, um, that in 2017, I prepped with the help of our mutual friend, Ro, uh, Rohan. So he helped me prep for a photo shoot. Um, and that was a gift that I wanted to give myself my 27th birthday, Amazing. uh, something that money couldn't buy. Um, so you, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and so I trained, uh, almost nine months for that and we killed it. It was such a cool experience. Six hours on set. Uh, it was the glam, the shoots. It was just what, what a cool experience. Um, so you looked incredible in those photos. Thank you. Thank you. You still do. I always have, but you shined in a different way in those photos. Mm. I remember seeing them and I was just like, wow. Yeah. My hair done, so the blowout, the makeup, shout out to Alessia. Star treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole glam, uh, look. So yeah. And then 2017, um, then 2018, I started down to sweat. So DTS, which is a fitness brand that I started, uh, where we were kind of doing circuit training classes, uh, offering Muay Thai classes, kickboxing, and circuit training style. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. where were you practicing this? Uh, Bolton, so Peel region, uh, Vaughn, York region. So uh, we were dabbling into a, a couple of different gyms at the time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something for me, fitness, like I said, it's a form of therapy. Um, and it, it's just a way to get out your frustrations or your emotions or just to work on you, right? It's your time and uh, give yourself that permission to put yourself first. I also think it was a great opportunity for you to meet people because yeah. I think that's essentially how we met. Yeah. Um, you were, I actually How did we really you. meet? How did we really meet? <laughs> she was in my mouth. <laughs> Yes, yes. So she was my hygienist, um, but we connected over fitness. So Mm -hmm. usually, especially at the time that I met you, I was very antisocial. I just wasn't comfortable being out in the open. I was still trying to find myself. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned, it's not about being gay or finding your sexuality or preference, but there was just a huge, correct. There was a huge part of me that... I just wasn't comfortable around people, but you made me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you also found a specific area that I really liked talking about and that I was passionate about. So the second you started talking about fitness, 
I just couldn't stop. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. It was just nonstop. Yeah. While you're working in my mouth and, you know, cleaning my teeth and yeah. whatever it is. Hygienists do. I still don't know. <laughs> I just it's know I have skill. to do it every six months. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never in my life have felt comfortable with anyone else just opening up about my life other mm-hmm. than you. And everyone will probably tell you now that I'm an open book because yeah. I have nothing to hide anymore. I have nothing to be afraid of. But you made me feel that way. And if you are out, you know, running your fitness business, you're doing Muay Thai and everything else that you're occupied with, I feel like you're making an impact on all of those other people that you're connecting with. And hopefully finding yeah. the support that you need in turn. Yeah. No, I want to take it back to, you know, there's just something about a sense of realness mm-hmm. to a person mm-hmm. you know energy energy doesn't lie but real being real mm-hmm. you can't fake that you're being real right. you know and people do pick up on that right and just simply just being you right and not trying to be somebody else it, it just shows for itself it, you know and people do vibe towards that they will attract to that and getting back to it took me so so long to come out and just be real, be, be, be who I am. I will be the first to say to anybody, just be you. And that's, nobody can take that away from you. Right. You know, and one thing to, I want to take back to, let's, let's use the gym, for example. You've got somebody who is just a beginner who's starting to get into fitness. And I hear it all the time from clients or people who've reached out to me uh, and saying, you know, B, where do, where do I start? How do I start? I, I'm too embarrassed to go to the gym. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to use the equipment. It's okay. Just showing up. I remember you up. saying that to me once. Exactly. And look at you now. Exactly. And I, we all start somewhere. Right. We all start. I didn't know what I was doing, but I showed up and I asked a question. I just asked one person. That's all I had to do. Just ask one person to show you one machine mm-hmm. and you just progress. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I'm trying to get at is a lot of people are worried about being judged in that moment. Oh, well, people are going to look at me. People are going to see that I'm struggling. People are going to see I don't know how to use it. Guess what, girl? These people are in their own heads and dealing with their own struggles. So they're not looking at you, judging you. They're dealing a thousand percent something that they've got going on in their own life that they're dealing with. So ignore that. Try to ignore that noise. Try to ignore those thoughts that people are judging you. Everyone's battling something. Everyone's battling something. So show up, ask just that one person, and you just make those small steps. And I do want to say something. In the Italian language, we do have this phrase that it it says, piano, piano, va lontano, which means slowly, slowly, we go further. I love that. Right? So just start with a small little step, or a goal and then it just gets larger from there right you know so that's amazing yeah so i also noticed that Mm. through your social media for the most part you've also been exploring a little bit into healing in different ways Mm -hmm. so um i think muay thai and fitness is fantastic but i also think a you know in your healing journey you're still healing to become a better person yeah, better um, version of myself right and, yeah and, and trying to be very mindful exactly mindful practicing self-awareness and all that so and you're right i have been uh, promoting a little bit more of two people who i will 
praised forever. Uh, one being my cousin, who's my best friend, uh, Elisa. So she goes by naturally Elisa on Instagram. She's a holistic practitioner. Okay. Um, so, uh, and then the second person is Frank, a good friend of mine. So I am Yin and she's got the, uh, the soul's life. So, uh, with the combination of the two, you know, with Elisa introducing, uh, to me, you know, holistic meals and clean eating, not that I wasn't all about clean eating prior during my fitness, but I'm all about balance too. So sure. I'll go for a, a burger or I'll go for a nice salad, like in between. Right. But Elisa introduced me a little bit more about um, gut healing, you know, right. things like that. And just dealing, taking care of that, it affects your mood too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Elisa shed light on for that to me. And then Franca, she um, has introduced to me the whole meditation and energy work. And um, she's a, a Reiki master. So I've turned to her uh, during my second breakup. Uh, when I turned 30, so, um, and I've been really getting involved with the spiritual side of things uh, for the last three years, I would say, the That's past amazing. three years. And how are you finding it? Amazing, amazing. Meditation is great. Uh, yoga, anything that kind of just like stills the mind um, and not completely shutting it off. I'm not saying that, right. uh, but like being present, feeling what you're feeling. And I will say I'm not the most emotional kind of person. I don't show much emotion, uh, but that's something I'm trying to express a little bit more. Right. And whether it's even going in for a hug when I meet a friend after so long, um, telling somebody that I love them after I'm seeing them with whoever it is. Right. Right. So um, trying to be more into my feminine energy. Right. And not being so cold stone. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, but I think that has a lot to do with just how you choose to express yourself, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't feel the emotion. No, I just expressing it. I don't Correct. express it enough. Right. Right. And or at least from, from your perspective. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I feel the love. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If there's anything that you would want to change, what would it be? From this journey that life has thrown at me correct um lemons the the lemons lemons that have been thrown at you the lemons (laughs) truly i would not change a thing i like i said uh yeah i mean this version of who i am today it was not built overnight it was Mm -hmm. pain loss depression um insecurities right Right. And I'm grateful for all of all of those experiences. Right. All of the, the darkness, those dark moments, because and I'm I'm young. I consider myself to be young, but I learned lessons at a very, very young age about life. And I would consider myself to be wise. I, I at a young age. Right. So and that to me is a bonus because I've got the rest of my life to live with an open mind Mm -hmm. and to not be afraid to go for the things that I want for myself, for my future. Right. Right. Limited beliefs. That's try, I try to throw that out the window. Mm -hmm. Right. And not what society wants or thinks of what we should be doing with our lives and based on my, my gender and age and not living life with a timeline. So I wouldn't change a thing. I'm happy how it all unfolded. Yeah. It was a shit show. Yeah, I struggled, but everything happens for a reason. Right. People come and go in, in our lives for a, a reason, a season, a lifetime, whatever. And there's always a lesson to be 
taught and learned or whatever, right? So is there anything that you would improve in terms of how you dealt with something? Um, What are the areas of improvement or what would you do differently today if you had faced the same or similar scenario? Um, yeah, letting go of the things I cannot control and, and just being okay. So being okay if it happens and being okay if it doesn't happen, that's a very, very powerful place to be in, I think. So not having so much hope on having things to go exactly as I've had it planned, be more spontaneous, be open to the openness of, of the outcome of how things will work out, right? having trust in the universe, having trust in God, whoever it is that you believe in, just let them take the wheel, you know, and only don't get all worked up. Don't overthink things. Don't try to control every little thing. Let it be. And in fact, I got that tattooed on my knee. Let it be. So. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. It. More tattoos to come. More tattoos to come. Uh, but yeah, so uh, true. Yeah, that's that's that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom with us. Thank you. And just for being here and really supporting the Lemon Said, because at the end of the day, we want to be an outlet for others and let our listeners know that there is support out there and there are people who resonate with you. So we're going to bring them to you. Thank you for being our very first guest on the Lemon Said. Thank you for having me. Choose happiness all the time. Happiness first. Thanks so much. Thank you again for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Bye for now and don't forget to make lemonade. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical diagnosis or treatment. Listeners are encouraged to seek assistance from healthcare professionals on thelemonsaid.com or your nearest healthcare network. Crisis helplines are available to you 24 hours a day. Audio for the Lemon Said podcast was engineered and brought to you by Shoreline Sound Studios. This episode is sponsored by Naturally Elisa, the hormone, gut, and skin whisperer. Elisa is a successful registered nutritionist, offering a variety of services from live blood cell analysis to quantum reflex analysis, offering you personalized protocol to improve your life. As a loyal listener, Naturally Elisa is offering you one free consultation and 10% off her live blood cell analysis and weight loss program. Visit naturallyelisa.com today to book your appointments and redeem your promotion code LEMONADE10 at checkout for a limited time. That's LEMONAID10.